Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are so excited to be here today with New Yorker and Berlin-based DJ producer, label owner, Luca Venezia, better known as Curses. In this episode, we speak about finding your own sound in the blur of all the others. What about Berlin? He believes makes people creative. When he first thought he made it and what that was like, as well as how he worked his way up to reach that and so much more. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. Okay. This will yeah. Skip the line or wait patiently. Oh no 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 no. I'm skipping that line. You are I'm skipping that line. I'm sorry. Let me tell you when you said no no I was no, like no, no. He is gonna, he's gonna be like I am a very patient person. I don't believe. I'm very no. I am. I, I am really? very. I'm very patient. When? But there's something about lines, there's cues. I'm not. You know, it, let's say the. No, I'm skipping. No, I'm skipping. I'm yeah. skipping. I'm gonna find a way. If I if I'm not allowed to be in front of that line, I'm gonna find a way to get. That, in front of that sounds line. like an eager person. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a little like anxiousness there. Right? Uh, yeah, but also <laughs> eager to get in. Yeah. Okay, Lucas, <laughs> welcome Thank to Playful Podcast. We're so happy to have you. And so fun to have bubbles. Aperitivo hour. Exactly. Okay, I don't know where to start, but first mm. I want to ask, what do you have in your hair? What do I have in my hair right now? Yeah. Um, it is Murray's Super Light. Mm. It's fun, like... Uh, I asked Sudefa Dasi the same thing a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and her answer was Nivea cream. Really, a little low, a little moisturizer. She got the tip from some style. No, sure, she does have very nice hair. Artist. It's very like constant wet, so slick, mm. and mm. it's like yours. So maybe yeah. cheaper alternative. I think so. 
this, <laughs> I, so, yeah. I used to like year, many years ago. I used to have like pompadour, real like rockabilly style. Yeah. So I've always been attached to pomades. And as my hair has changed, so has my pomade thickness. <laughs> you know, it's when it's gone from like super hard to super light. Super soft. Yes. Okay. It looks great. Thank you. I only I mine's is really hard. Yours also looks very nice. Can I aim stays in for place. this? It stays in place yeah. very much. Yeah, I love it. All right, but um, we just spoke about that you're half uh, American, half Italian, mm-hmm. and you spoke Italian at home. You said. Well, basically, like when I was in kindergarten, so you know, age two to five, I spent it in Italy, in Umbria. You lived there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 12 to 13, I also lived there. And every summer until I was 18, 19, I was in Italy. So just as a kid, you picked it up. And I can speak it, but I can't write it. So no. like, you and, know, yeah, can you read ce l'ho la pronuncia, posso parlare, ma non posso scrivere niente. Oh, la grammatica so, è oh, very nice. un mascello. Very well done. Bravissima. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, but do you have an accent? I don't think I do, but now like I've been doing a lot of gigs in Italy and like in Naples, for example. And uh, I speak only Italian with them. And I sometimes think that I'm getting away with it, but they all just kind of humor me. <laughs> you know, they're like, you do have an accent. Okay, I bet. You know? I mean, everyone who says that think it's cute. So you, they're probably charmed. Yeah, but sometimes people don't know. Oh, sometimes they, they just Very speak full well Italian and they're like, oh, I didn't know you weren't Italian. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's wow. Good. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> All right. But if you would describe yourself with three words, oh. what would they be? Uh, curious. Romantic. All right. Playful. Oh. <laughs> I love that, but I also want to hear more about the romantic. Mm. So, what is how can what how what can that look like? Um, I think the romantic element goes everywhere from music to love and food. It's like everything when it comes to attention to detail. Mm. Um, you know, the attention to uh, the subtle details, too, to create oh. memories. Okay. Was that... Did your wifey fall for your romantic side? I think she eventually did. Eventually? Okay, she, was I think she... Fi- <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife finally realized that my romantic side was genuine. And it wasn't me trying to be like a playboy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? right. Yeah, because, because when I'm looking not... like this and being romantic, at it first could you be deceiving. Be like, yeah, you could be like, really? Yeah, Italian as well. Mm-hmm. Who's this the... douchebag? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm but... pretty sure when I first met her, I was like, "We're gonna get married," oh, and she's really? like, "Of course, you stay around." You know. Oh my God! Was it love at first sight? Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah. That is. So... I, yeah, she played hard to get. It was. It wasn't. It was a. She played, or she was not sure. No, I think she knew it in the beginning as well. Oh my yeah. god. Takes me back to the pictures I watched on your wedding. 
to the beautiful day we all spent watching them. <laughs> you said you, the wedding was even featured in Vogue. It was. In Vogue, Vogue US. Vogue US did do an article on our wedding. It was not planned. It wasn't expected, but it did happen and it was pretty awesome. But they reached out to you then? They reached out to my wife because she's a stylist and um, she was wearing a few pieces, including like a vintage Vivian Westwood corset. She looked incredible. Yeah, it was like, pretty awesome. She looked, she did look God. gorgeous. I mean, I, yeah. freaking same. Yeah, was, I could hang that photo on a wall. Yeah, it was, like it was really. Like, now I sound crazy, but that it was, was a bit, really beautiful. I was yeah. like, did you faint almost? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was really. I was hyperventilating. Oh my god! When she walked down the aisle, I love yeah. that for you. You know. That's so hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get all giddy about weddings. I love weddings. Can't help it. But I mean... It, mm. I mean, that, that's another example of the romantic side, right? Mm. I've got a lot of friends who say, nowadays, ah, there's no reason to get married. But to me, there's still this beauty and traditional romance and getting married and the whole celebration and having a lot of friends. It's an excuse to party. I agree. In a, in a, in a place that's not your home mm. and luckily this past two years we had a couple friends weddings and i really miss i want more weddings i'm going to my best <sighs> friends on saturday oh yeah where so fucking excited uh, gothenburg Sweden. Ooh, okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay Whew, <laughs> i have always said that i'm not the romantic person but mm. i'm so i guess there's a hidden yeah i definitely am somewhere, somewhere. Some, everybody has a little romance in there yeah yeah i mean it's probably a a, a sign of uh, happiness definitely yeah 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 all right but let's if you take us back who were you when you were a teenager oh wow i was a big uh you know like these candy like pick and mix where you pick a bunch yeah. of candy that was me in terms of the subculture counterculture so i was like a skater punk raver goth and also listening to like wu-tang clan and nas at the same time Love so it. you know in new york city grow, growing up in new york city i'll give you an example there was a place called the cube which was in St. Mark's. Um, it's still there. It's this big, like, black giant sculpture cube. And it would move back then. You could, like, push it around. And everybody would gather there on, like, a Friday before you'd go to maybe see a punk show at Coney Island High or CBGB's or before you'd go to, like, a rave in Queens or in Brooklyn. And everybody would meet there. And it was all these different sort of... I guess you could say like outcasts or whatever, but like the niche counterculture. So you had skaters, punks, and like ravers and goths and metalheads. Then you'd have like, you know, people with boom boxes playing like, you know, Biggie. And then another boom box would be playing like drum and bass from like artists like Dara and Reed Speed. And then you'd have another one playing like Minor Threat. And it was cool because it was very united. So that was me as a teenager. I really took all those different elements in. Can I ask? Because it sounds like a lot of teenagers, they need, it's, at least my view is that you need something to hold on to and identify with, mm. but it sounds like you didn't need that. Yeah, I think it was almost like you would gravitate towards the little things that 
caught your ear or caught your eye. Mm. And you didn't think about whether uh, a certain, you know, friend group was with that or not. You were just like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. And then you just kind of would make different friends in different friend groups. And mm. maybe on one Friday you would go to a punk show, but then Saturday you'd go to like a rave in Queens. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a pretty great teenage teen. It was fun. Teenage years. It was definitely fun. Yeah. But then you were in a rock band or several rock bands, maybe yeah. even. And you kind of switch it to electronic music somehow. What did that change look like? I feel like it always leads to that one moment that I think many guitarists or band people have is they go to a rave once and they're like, I need to buy turntables, you know? And they're like, throw the guitar away, you know? And I had been playing guitar since I was seven and I was about 14, 15 when I went to my first rave. And young. Yeah, really young. Mm. Uh, Did you hang out with older people? Yeah, they were they were older than me. Mm. So the girl I was dating was probably 17 the time Veronica Perales. Wow. I'm very good at remembering the names. She was something. <laughs> Veronica? <laughs> okay. Veronica Perales took me to my first rave. Uh, I want to remember Metropolis. Metropolis was the club in Queens and it had like a fake beach. Wow. And I, I remember there was, you know, various rooms. You had like Delta 9 and Lenny D and Rob G playing like hardcore. Like, Kind of like U.S. New York City hardcore, which was like kind of what Gabber is in Europe. And then another room was this group, a trance group called Nostrum. And they had a hit called Brainchild. And it would be like, Brainchild. And I remember like thinking, damn, this is giving me the same feels and emotions as some like punk or I don't know, like emo song. But I also didn't realize that they weren't making the music. Mm. Like, yeah. I was used to playing guitar and being in a band. So I thought these DJs up there were like playing a record with drums and a record with synth and yeah. making it. I think I, I thought the same right? thing. Yeah, it makes more sense. Makes more sense. Not, yeah. Mm. And then once I started to hang out with more actual DJs, who were playing, and like they put me on a guest list and stuff. And I was like, oh, these are record. Oh, this is like other people's songs. I get it now. <laughs> and then I was obsessed. I was like, I need to get turntables. And then you completely switched? Or did you have some- theme? Fully switched. I was like, guitar is not cool. I'm done for many years. Wow. And you had several different al alias. Alias. Aliases, yes. Aliases. Many. It's so hard for me to pronounce a word. Many different. And the and the the path and journey of the music was, yeah, very uh splattered, I'd say, and scattered, you know, from like digital hardcore, breakcore, noise to bass house, dubstep, to even like deep house techno stuff and did you always do it alone or sometimes with some other person? Uh, mostly alone. Mostly alone? Mostly alone, yeah. But like, I think because some of them were successful, 
Yes. Obviously, this one is major, but and some of them were not. Yes. Is there anything that you um, would say kind of is a reason to why some succeeded and some didn't? Honestly, I think uh, there's no telling. No. And I think that's kind of the magic of being a musician. And I think you kind of, you have to fail, you know, you have to just keep putting creative output and like keep making things until you find what works for you. And the best moment is maybe when you start making music only for yourself and being honest and true to yourself. And then people can like feel that magnetic passion that sort of uh, trust is built. And then they believe in you. So then they're like, okay, I like this too. All right. So what differed when you started Curses? What? what? Like what differed? What, oh, yeah. You- yeah. I think um, I was always afraid to embrace my love for post-punk or, you know, dark wave and kraut rock. I always thought, okay, that's untouchable. That's music I love. I listen to at home. But electronic music and guitars, maybe they're not supposed to mix, you know? Mm-hmm. And techno is techno. And when I say techno, I mean like anything electronic. The techno. Mm-hmm. This is like, I'm you know, like some like 70-year-old mom saying like, that sounds like techno, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? <laughs> and then I heard Andrew Weatherall DJ, and he was just mixing everything, playing Suicide, mixing it with some dub track and also Sean Johnston, uh, a love from outer space when they would play together and this light bulb clicked and I thought, Oh wait, no, you, you can, you can mix it. It's fine. Let's, let's mix it up. And then that opened the whole world of where I am now, you know? So, so the journey from when you decided to start this, did you feel a change from the beginning or was it the process like slow at start or? The process was a little slow because mm-hmm. I still was trying to discover where my sound belonged. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that there were other people doing similar sounds and music who also had a kind of rock and roll or punk background in electronic music. And it wasn't until I met people like, uh, Theus Mago and um, Local Suicide and uh, Skelesis and um, Jennifer Cardini. And it wasn't until, and Red Axes. And then I realized, oh, wait, okay, this is like a thing. This is happening. People are mixing it, Rebolledo, and like the whole, actually, the whole like Mexican scene in general really opened my palette of sound and be like oh okay you can mix guitars and electronic music okay was there a moment where you felt like fuck i made it (laughs) or like i'm actually doing this now i mean definitely a pinnacle moment was when jennifer cardini was like let's put this album out you know how did you celebrate uh (laughs) touring a lot (laughs) 
right. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Um, okay, I think I'm still celebrating. Mm. You know, I mean, it really, that was the moment when I also kind of embraced and realized what my sound was because I was encouraged and pushed to make an album. And, and Jennifer took certain songs and kind of like, not curated, but I'd say helped guide me and find what my sound was then. But it was a sound that I think I always had in me. I just didn't have the courage to embrace it until moving to Berlin. This is so interesting. Like back in the magazine time, print times for Playful, um, the whole like, the whole, uh, how do you say? Where every all the ends met was like Berlin. So why Berlin? Because right. something that I, I realized when I moved here was that people said what you said now. Mm. That they were like, when I came to Berlin, that's when I dared become a drag queen or yeah. a musician or whatever. Try, you know, try my create or find my creative voice. What what is that about? I mean, I think it is changing now. Because rent's getting higher, gentrification, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I believe that because the cost of living is so low, you don't have to sacrifice your craft. You can pay your rent and make your art mm. and succeed by solely making your art. And I think that's the rarity of uh, Berlin because, you know, if you live somewhere like New York City, You could be a great musician, a painter, or a photographer, but every day you're worried about paying your rent, right? Yeah. Fight or flight. Alert, exactly. Alert, every yeah. like, and maybe you're too tired. You you have to have another job or two jobs or three jobs. You know, you're bartending, you're waiting, you're working an office job. You know, you don't have time to make your art. Here it's like, you know, most even most businesses are closed on a Monday because they can afford to enjoy a Sunday and go out and you know yeah but there's something that I I felt I noticed or like to me I didn't feel as if people you know they didn't really judge me either yes exactly. I don't know if that comes from this or what whatever it comes from but I mm -hmm. the whole analyzing who do you know What do you work with? Yeah. It's I don't feel it. No, it's still here. I'm no, not at all. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Like you're able to really express yourself, and other people will listen. They'll embrace it. They'll like with open arms. I mean, that's that's how I felt when I first became a resident at Porn Sexual. I was able to play whatever I wanted. And it was the first time as a DJ where I felt liberated because people were just so open and free because there was such this like sexual energy of openness where it translated into the music and to the dance floor. It was beautiful. Like still to this day is one of my favorite places to play like all over the world because it's just so liberating. Yeah. 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 
We have now come to the part of the podcast where if you are or want to become a Patreon and support the work that we do as well as get more juicy material, go to patreon.com slash playfulmagazine. And in this extra material, Luca takes us with in the depth of his mind and we get to know all about his creative process and how he makes the tracks from start to finish, where to find inspiration and what to do when feeling uninspired, how Luca works with goal setting and his view on success and much more. You don't want to miss this. Go to patreon.com slash playfulmagazine. But like, what did the process to finding your own sound look like? Yeah, I mean, that that took a lot of like self-confidence, I guess. You know, not doubting yourself so much. And I think all artists, whether you be in visual arts or music, you constantly doubt, right? Like no matter how successful you are, you're always going to doubt yourself. You're always going to want to do better. And it's a mixture of like being motivated to keep going, but you're also going to keep questioning, like, is this good? Are people going to like this? And I think once artists that were bigger than me started respecting or playing my music and telling me it was good, that's when I started to build my own confidence. And I think that's when the, 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 you know, the ink hit the paper and it was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. All right. And from that, there on you knew like, I'm on to, this is what. Yeah. 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 What what has to happen is you have to think of music as underground, artistic, passionate, and then also entertainment. And so I think like that's fun. If you want to do a remake of Show Me Love and make it some like Gabber Trance version today and the teenagers are going to love it. Show me love. You know, doom, 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 doom. you could be like, okay, okay, okay. Sometimes it works. And, and it works. And you know what? And mm. it's entertainment. To me, that's like, mm. it's fun. You're at the party. The teenager wants to let loose or whatever. You know, however old you are, you want to like go wild. It's fine. You know, but that is much different than, I don't know, a, Song by, you know, Brian Eno, mm. you know, or even a song by like Donato Dazi or like even, uh, you know, song by Boy Harsher. And so like, these are two different worlds. And I used to be such a hater and be like, Oh God, I can't believe they're, you know, these, all these new rehashes of old songs are being redone. And like from the nineties a lot, like people are just like resampling melodies and doing stuff. But then it's like, whatever, it's fun, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, will I play it? No, of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Like, no. no way. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I think um, it's disposable. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's entertainment. It's fast food of music. But I mean, yeah. You know, it's like quick capitalists kind of bullshit. Yeah. While time and place, maybe it works. You know, maybe there's the right time and place for a really, you know, bad, uh, I don't want to get in trouble here, but like the, the redo, yeah. the redo of Bailando, Bailando. Yeah. I mean, a Kravis yeah. one. You know, questionable. But time and place, maybe it works. Maybe it's fun sometimes. But, <laughs> but, but it's not yeah. timeless. No, okay. It's disposable. Yes. Yeah. And timeless is real art. Yeah. You know? So yeah. this is why. They yeah. make this song timeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think, I think there is a redo of that. Okay. Oh. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, who am I to judge? Like, I am not a musician myself. I like what I like, whatever. But sometimes I feel like, oh, this is really, there's some depth in this. There's some yes. soul. And sometimes I'm like, no. And yeah. then I feel super old a bit. Like, I'm like. Yeah, you're like, oh, do I not get this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this is so, what are they doing? They're ruining. And I'm like, who am I? <laughs> that, that's, if, I don't know about you. That's like if I spend too much time on TikTok, I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, I'm already too old and now I'm getting older. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think, um, again, it's, it's like more of a, like selling a product in a way, just to like have quick popularity on a song. Mm-hmm. And it's like a quick gratification to the crowd. But maybe in a month, that song is gone. You know, you're not going to remember it. And, yeah, it's interesting. And it's weird because also now it's so easy to kind of, you know, use a strategy and know what's going to work, right? Yeah. Um, I've noticed this with a lot of DJs who were even like playing in similar circles to me and playing more like, you know, EBM and New Beat and Dark Disco and Italo. And then all of a sudden they start playing this like terror trance because they see that 150 BPM is popular now. And okay, maybe it's going to work for you this year and next year. But when everyone is tired of that and they're going to want you to go back to what they originally became your fan for, you've lost them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to like, you know, realize what is the trend, but also still keep your integrity. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there are like at least to me, I think there are some artists who are like hop, really high up in the BPM, but I think they're nailing it. Like, I'm like, fuck, you, you're onto it. You, they seem to love what they do and they're like, it's beaming the energy. 
yeah, but sometimes falls flat. Uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Got that out. <laughs> Get it out. Having worked for so long and been like, in my mind, you must have been very determined that this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not not so much determined, but just like, I have no other choice. Oh, okay. Like, this, it's just kind of like, I, I this is what I'm going to do. And, I mean, you know, it's, it sounds so cheesy and corny, but, you know, if I don't make music, then I'll be depressed. Mm. You know? Mm. So would you ever, could you ever imagine having a full-time job and making music on the side? No. No. And you never could, you could never imagine. I, I used to. Mm. I used to do motion graphics. You ah, really? Yeah. yeah, that sounds fun. But it sounds great. It sounds yeah. awesome. In theory. Mm-hmm. Because you're thinking like, you know, MTV. It was, I, I used to do stuff for MTV, actually. And uh, you're imagining the cool, like, 3D for MTV. No. I was doing the stuff that was like 13-year-old pregnant, teenage, like teenage pregnancy, and then I was the writing, writing the lower third, like, Miranda, age 13, Ohio. It wasn't creative. Ah, I was doing okay. things like removing Studying microphones. It, you had fun. But I still use it to this day, the knowledge. Ah, you do. Of like Photoshop and After Effects and everything. So that was good. Mm. But at the time, I was like, I don't know, yeah, 20, 21. I um, was using their FedEx and UPS accounts to ship demos to labels. So I was still like trying to do music. It was always, yeah, it was always the goal. Yeah. Did you ever, like, because it's hard work when you have, when you feel like this is what I have to do, like this is what happiness is to me. Did you ever feel that, fuck, I don't have the energy anymore. Like maybe I'm just going to quit. I mean, all the time. I still do. I still, yeah, of course. It's like, I have to remind myself and it's a conversation that I have with a lot of other friends in music. It's like, we chose to ride this roller coaster. You know, it's like, we chose to have this life of up and downs and you could be at the top. Don't get too cocky. Don't brag. Don't be egotistical. Be humble because you're going to go back down and then you're going to go back up. And I think it's better to just ride it and be honest and make what you love, be nice to everyone in the scene and just like do what you do because everyone's going to be higher than you and then another time they're going to be lower than you and it's going to happen constantly and you're going to drive yourself crazy, you know? And sometimes I see it with some like young artists where they're like bragging about their fees and this and that and I'm like, careful now because you might be different next year, you know? Yeah. And I think you'll be much happier and less stressed out. You won't have a burnout. Like, I think as touring musicians, it's easy to get a burnout when you're like constantly in your head and thinking, you know, why am I not playing this festival? Why am I not doing this and that and that? You know, you're going to drive yourself crazy. I haven't thought about that. that You know, like you see like friends or whoever doing better than you, but 
they're doing the same. They're looking at you doing better. Why, why am I not playing there? Why is he playing there? Why is she playing there? Why are they playing there? You know? Why didn't they just, want me? Why didn't they want me? Instead, just ride it. Mm. Just like cruise control. Own the festival you're at. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Okay. Do you have, do you, uh, practice anything to be like be in the moment like meditation or you know like <laughs> what was the name not appreciation uh something awareness do you do that you know i really wish i meditated <laughs> yeah and like i'm a bit of a hypocrite sometimes i'll tell other people like oh you really should meditate it's gonna get rid of your stress and you know and like maybe i'll do it i go through phases of like doing it every day for like a month Oh yeah, and then like, Same. and then like, eight months go by and I don't. Exactly, and I'm like, I'm still as good. Why should I? Do yeah, and then I do it. And I'm like, this is really good. It is really good, but also yeah. like when I'm in that moment, that sort of uh, uh, maybe it's because I'm a Sagittarius. I think it's, it's Sagittarius. <gasps> Me thing. too. Right? What? <laughs> what date? November 29th. Thirty. <gasps> what? <laughs> Wild. That's crazy. Wild. That is okay, wild. Is so fun. What are the chances of that? I don't know. Okay, so fun. apparently Sagittarius are very like passionate. Yeah. And then sometimes after a while they're like, meh. Yeah. And on to the next thing to be passionate about. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't meditate, but yes, mm. I go through these phases. And I, I, it's the same thing with like, I don't know, running, going to the gym, all these things that like help my mental state and preparing like you're saying like how do i prepare it's like mm. uh for performance or whatever um yeah i do all these things but i don't do all of them at the same time i get like obsessed yeah in different moments and then i preach about it to everybody i'm like you really should be running <laughs> you know running really does some great things to your brain <laughs> and then like i'll have friends who are like i got skelesis good friend really obsessed with running and he got really like good at it he'd be like sending me his roots and stuff oh yeah maybe like running like 20 kilometers wow and like hey we got to go running soon and i'm like yeah i haven't gone running in like six months <laughs> oh my god so you know? yeah that's yeah. really me too <laughs> but i mean you stick to some things like i mean music was always that's also when you know you found it yeah but you you said something, or did I imagine it? You said something about preparing my set. And I got a yeah. curious, like, do you prepare a lot, or are you, like, in the moment kind of, like... Like with DJ sets? Mm -hmm. With DJ sets, um, I prepare in the sense of mood. Mm -hmm. So I'll do, like, you know, I know these two tracks go well together, and this and that, but once I get to the club... And I hear what the person before me is playing. I see the vibe. I'll like pick and choose the different combos. But I do think it's important to sort of keep in mind, you know, especially the environment. Mm. Like let's say, you know, you're playing in an open air. You're not going to play the same thing as some like dungeon party at 4 a.m. No. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But when we play live, we really prepare. But like... Also keep it freestyle, but we prepare like you know. Yeah, these you songs. have to. I mean, like boom, 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 boom. Otherwise, 
Yeah, otherwise. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds terrible otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You moved here before like 2018? No. No, I, I actually lived here 2005. Oh. Uh, for a year. And at the time I was doing like breakcore and like Atari Teenage Riot digital hardcore noise music. I was young. I was like 24, 25. Oh, yeah. And. It was very different Berlin. And then it was too much. So I went back to New York. And, you know, years went by and I just felt bored. I yeah. wasn't challenged. I wasn't excited. Hmm. I was missing something. I felt too comfortable in New York. It was like, okay, I'm getting by. I'm paying my rent. I'm playing here and there. It's okay. But nothing was exciting. And I remembered that feeling of Berlin in 2005 that really got me like, nervous and really like sort of challenged and excited again. And so, yeah, I came back in 2015. 2015, yeah. Did you feel that your sound changed once you were back? Oh, 100%. Were you inspired so by the much. city then? or I think what? so. I mean, I think... Like the whole like wave and post-punk sound is very prevalent in Berlin. You know, and there's a great scene. There's a great group of bands and, you know, clubs like Urban Spree and, uh, you know, SO36 and bars like Dream Baby Dream. Like they have this sound that is so prevalent that if you love that, it's almost impossible to avoid it. So you're drawn towards it and then you feel, okay, mm. I feel comfortable. Okay, all right, let's, let's uh, embrace this. So it was something in the energy then, it sounds mm. like. Big time. When I first moved in, in 2015, my friend Sylvan, he was good friends with Nico, one of the owners of Urban Spree. And we both decided, let's start a band like Suicide. And Nico let us rehearse in the basement of Urban Spree. So I didn't really know Urban Spree. Mm. And then because we would rehearse down there, because it was free rehearsal for us, Perfect. then like parties would start after we were done. So I'd go up and there'd be parties like Fleisch and Milk Me. And I was like, oh, oh, shit, this is like really cool. DJs and good bands playing. Oh, okay. And yeah, it was exciting. Was... Yeah, fuck. And now you are releasing compilation with 49 freaking tracks. Too much. <laughs> Sagittarius move. It is very Sagittarius move. Oh my god. I mean couldn't stop, could you? We did we, like we did the first comp two years ago. And it was during the pandemic. So it was very easy to license everything. You know, a lot of artists were like, I, yeah, I got nothing to do. It's, I, I got music for you. And uh, the comp did really well. And so News Eskimo asked me, hey, let's do it again. And so I was like, damn, that's a lot of pressure. Like, what do we do? So I wanted to focus more on the live electronic element. And, you know, a lot of the artists on the comp that did the exclusive stuff are duos or trios like 
Boy Harsher and, uh, you know, um, Nuovo Testamento and uh, KVB and uh, Blind Delon and all these artists kind of brought the darker sound of electronic and live music together. Yeah, it was Wow. It was, it was a lot of work, though. It's been <laughs> freaking incredible. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Like, it's really your... Can I ask, did you have to, like, work a lot with it to for it to, like, make sense? So much. And in fact, it was hard because there were a lot of artists and songs that I had to cut that I didn't mm. want to. But because it's six vinyls, the timing and everything that you have to do yeah it's uh, and also like making it sound right and how each track goes together yeah it's fucking brilliant though well well done no thanks i'm really i'm really excited about it yeah do you feel that the vision you had for it beforehand was the end result or did your vision shift um actually it's weird it 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 succeeded wow the vision i had no the vision i had well, no, no. Actually, I didn't think it would be three chapters and six vinyls. I thought it would be like one. But I just kept getting more and more artists sending music and everything was just really exciting me. And I, I had to include it all. Like, yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. You must be proud. I'm very excited. Okay, I had a little surprise. Surprise. Uh, well, it's something you do all the time. I'm scared now. <laughs> it's, called... <laughs> it's either this or it's that. This is this or that. All right. Night in or night out? Oh, night out. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Yeah. yeah. I feel maybe like... annoyingly so. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So you, what what does that mean? Uh, like, do you have to, or like, you get restless being alone, or I don't get restless being alone, but um, I do enjoy company and entertaining and being social. Yeah, yeah. and you don't get tired from it, really. No. Oh, beautiful. But it can also be annoying. No, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> Sounds really fun. <laughs> okay, documentaries or crap TV? Oh, okay, that's that's a tricky one. Mm. Can, can I elaborate? Yeah. Yeah, because me and my wife are obsessed with reality TV, right? Because it's a nice brain numbing, like the Housewives. Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City, oh, Atlanta. You are deep in the Potomac. Much. Can I ask? New York. Do you watch Naked and Naked and Afraid? I don't. This is where they like get dropped in the woods or something. It's amazing. And they're naked and I've hopefully not all... afraid. Sometimes afraid. <laughs> yeah, sometimes afraid. I mean, they lose or whatever. It's so good. I, I, I think I would enjoy it. It's amazing. You get obsessed. Um, the thing is, I love documentaries. Yeah. So uh, if if you, I've really got to pick. I, I'll go with documentaries. In the end, you choose documentaries yeah. after all this. After my whole love for Housewives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> all right. Because I love, like, in, in a good documentary, the score is always 
exceptional. Mm. You know, it's always really good music yeah. in a documentary. Also, you feel afterwards that it gave you something. No, exactly. You like learn something. Yeah. Reality TV, you didn't learn anything. No, but your mind is at peace. <sighs> it's really calm. Yeah. It's really. Actually, that's my meditation. <laughs> real, real. Life hack. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Also, Vanderpump Rules. Oh my God, I love her. Lisa yeah. Vanderpump. Yeah, she's fun. Okay, oysters or burgers? Oh, oysters. Yeah. Oh, come on. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, classy. Yes. And good. Oysters with a little, little caviar on top. Oof. The good life. Uh, psychology or spirituality? <sighs> That's tricky because I am very spiritual, but I don't mm. embrace it. Oh, if that makes sense. Hey, I want to hear more. I'm very spiritual at heart, but I'm more of like a psychology, science kind of guy. Open-minded for everything. I'm open-minded for it. Like, if I want to believe there's a ghost in this room. Oh my God. There's I a ghost you. in this room. 100%. But. It's not going to solve the problem. Yeah. Or like, it's like, if you're no, scared of the ghost. If I'm scared, yeah. No. You have to go to psychotherapist. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> When appropriate, spirituality. Very smart answer. Yeah. A big festival crowd or intimate seller gig? No, intimate. All, always. Always intimate. Like, really being able to, like, take people on a journey, connect, play a bit obscure, weirder. Is that intimate setting? It's so hard to see you standing on a plateau. Yeah, it's not my favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> But it has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah. And I and I definitely have to play a lot different. I have to play more like, you know, as if it's like the last set of my life. Oh, so interesting. Everyone's got like two hours left to live. You know? Oh, fuck, yeah. That's what, I, what I feel that. Intimate yeah. setting is like, No we're here now. We're here forever, baby. We're, we're, oh, we're yes. going on this journey. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. You really sell the club. Now everyone wants to. I want to be in the club now. <laughs> Get in the club. Okay. Tinder or random meeting in the bar? Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've never been uh, online dating. I've never, never. done it. Oh. How did you meet? I, I, random in a bar. Really? We met in a bar. In Berlin? Yeah. <gasps> Okay, what what was your uh, pickup line? I think I sat next to her and I dragged her chair over. And <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm... Okay, you lousy, but you won her heart through showing your colors in the I end. I did. I, I really, but I yeah. really like. I, it was love at first sight. Oh, you, you, you yeah. just freaked. You were like, "Fuck, what am I going to do? I must do a big yeah. move right now." Oh uh, no, she. It, it wasn't random at the bar. It, it was. She was. A friend of a friend of mine. All right. And he brought her along, and I was just like, "Whoa, hallelujah!" Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, so cute. Okay, this will, yeah. Skip the line or wait patiently. Oh no 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 no! I'm skipping that line. You? Are... I'm skipping that line. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Let me tell. When you said no, no, 
was no, like, no, no. He is gonna, he's gonna be like. I am a very patient person. I don't believe. I'm very. No, I am. I, I am really? very. I'm very patient. When? But there's something about lines, there's cues. I'm not. You know, it, let's say the. No, I'm skipping. No, I'm skipping. I'm yeah. skipping. I'm gonna find a way. If I if I'm not allowed to be in front of that line, I'm gonna find a way to get. That, in front of that sounds line. like an eager person. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a little like anxiousness there. Right? Uh, yeah, but also <laughs> eager to get in. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. And then I get in, and it's empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, now what? Well, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Morning meditation or hitting the gym? I, I think hitting the gym. Yeah. Hitting the gym. It's more of like a lasting. Yeah, and you get like a uh, a real like rise out of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. More of a physical impact. Yeah. Nighttime or daytime rave? Oh, well, you know what? Lately, I really love a daytime. Like, you would think I love a little nighttime. Yeah, I would guess, but yeah. But I, lately, I really love like a open air, sun setting vibe. Ooh, warming so you're going from daytime into oh fuck yeah you know we're like wait for the weekend yeah exactly like oh here we go oh it's getting it's getting crazier oh the sun's going down we're getting a little bit wide it's boom you know (laughs) oh my god you you still got your sunglasses on you forgot because it was daytime and you still got them on you're like woohoo Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for coming. I love this conversation. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thanks for having me. It was yeah. amazing. Thank you. I loved it so much. And now it's time for the extra material. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was it for Playful Podcast this week. But please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.